today I get to speak with Joella. Uh, it was fun conversation, dude. We talk about video games, we talk about travel, we talk about her business that she started, and really, honestly, it, it's a cool idea. I don't want to give anything away now because you got to listen to it. You know, a little listen bait instead of clickbait, listen bait. I don't know. I, I guess that works, right? Uh, I will say this, though. There is, uh, I don't know, I think it was like maybe a minute or so that I for, forgot. The, I clicked the wrong record button, so that sucks. Uh, so there's, it's just going to kind of it's just going to kind of start and you're going to be like where's the little high how you doing yeah i i I done screw up on that one so sorry about it but i I think i clicked it fast enough you didn't really miss much taking you know the initiative and everything that's good that, that's good to yeah. hear so thank you thank you yeah <laughs> uh so um tell me a little bit about your uh your quarantine life like how's that been um cat otherwise she's going to meow a little bit a lot uh, okay. my quarantine life it's, it's a little bit weird though because at the beginning when it all started the netherlands i think they didn't really i say that take it serious so mm-hmm. It was like a lockdown, but it wasn't that really a lockdown. You know, most of the shops were closed, but everyone did kind of a little bit still the thing that they did. Mm-hmm. And I think somewhere in April, May, it was, yeah, everyone took it a little bit more serious. But now all of our, um, that, um, everyone is getting a lot more sick. We have like 10,000 uh, people getting sick every week now and mm. yeah it's getting a little bit serious so i've been working from home for quite a long time now nice and yeah because I, I have a company myself so i've started like three years ago mm-hmm. so i've been yeah working from home almost two three years Nice. and yeah sitting at home right now it's like okay i will do that no problem yeah but i, I do miss my freedom though i think everyone has that I miss my freedom going and doing whatever I want. Yeah, it's just that idea of being able to do what you want when you want to do it, yeah. you know, rather than exactly. st- like staying s- like stuck inside because you have to. I, I get exactly. that. I get that. It's kind of like America yeah. right now how um, for the longest time, a lot of people just thought, oh, you know, it's whatever because uh, remember the swine flu back in the day? Yep. Yeah, like apparently that was supposed to be super, super bad and everyone freaked out for like a week and then everyone realized that it's really not that bad. You know, and so everyone yeah. kind of went in with that mentality and then they yeah. saw that COVID at least early on wasn't too bad. Like I can remember people saying like, oh, you don't have to wear masks. You know, you don't have to really do anything. Just be smart about what you're doing. And so everyone in America was like, yeah, whatever. Like, we'll just kind of do our own thing. And then it wasn't until, oh gosh, a couple months ago, um, whether everyone's like, yeah, you know, we really need to start taking this seriously because I'm pretty yeah. sure America is the worst in terms of like cases and deaths and all that. I think sure, right now it is, but I think in Europe, I think the Netherlands is in top three now. And um, we started very slow a few years, a few months ago, around March, April, we had like 10 people. I think we're almost kicking 300,000. And I was like, what happened in these few months? Well, what's going on? We yeah. started way too late with all of this. Yeah. yeah. It, so it, now it, we have lockdown number two, two-ish. Oh, Wow. Yeah. You, you guys went like straight in lockdown again, didn't you? Yeah, 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 we did. I'm so not happy about it because yeah. tomorrow we're going to have like another 
the government's going to talk to us and I, th- I think it's going to be worse. I think we're going to be in a total lockdown. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't like, here's the thing. I, I, I try and think of this as like, how much locking down can you really do before the country crumbles? You know, like, of course, exactly. you, you, you don't want to play with people's lives. You know, you don't want to say that, you know, grandma, you know, whatever's life is less valuable than the economy. Of course, no one's life is less valuable, you know, than the economy or money or something like that. But you also have to take into consideration that if you stay locked down for too long, like your economy is going to crumble. You're going to go into a depression. More people are going to die. It's just companies gonna companies are gonna uh, gonna fall. Yeah, a lot of companies already fell a lot, and I think it's a whole lot more in America because America is a way bigger company than the Netherlands. Yeah, and it's gonna yeah yeah. It's I, feel re- so. I feel bad for people and yeah yeah I feel so. bad for people too. Like I was actually um talking about this uh, with I don't know yeah man I, I've talked to so many people I can't remember you know like who I've talked to with what <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of good, but uh it. I was talking to someone and they kind of had the same thing. It's like, I feel so bad for the people that, you know, deal with mental health uh, issues and they deal, uh, you know, with, with huge fits of depression and like, you know, uh, separation anxiety and all that kind of stuff, because you can't go outside, you know, like you're not supposed to, you're supposed to stay inside, you know, try and uh, uh, move the, uh, the country forward. You know, you can't, if you go out, then you have the possibility of spreading it to someone else, which then has a possibility of multiplying that times 10, you know, so you got to try and do your part, except, you know, people that have all these problems, they're stuck inside, you know, and it's so bad. And I feel so bad for these people that might have these awful, awful mental health issues. Yeah, that's true, because I also have like a community and mm-hmm. I have like a WhatsApp group with almost 100 people and they're all geeks and they're, I love these people because... We used, before the whole quarantine, we used to hang out with each other and, you know, meet up and connect with each other. Mm. But now a lot of people says like, shit, you know, I had, I had so much problems not meeting people, um, escaping the horrors that, that, that they have at home, um, going to all of these events or hanging out with each other. Was there like, was their escape is what they needed and what kept them a little bit on their feet. Yeah. And now they don't have that anymore. And I hear most of this horror stories like, Oh, I almost wanted to kill myself or I hated this. And what am I going to do? I can't handle this a few more months. It breaks my heart hearing people coping with this and there's no help because no one knows what to do because everything is kind of wrong instead of staying at home. Yeah, it's such a messed up situation. It's so sad, you know, like, I mean, you and I could probably go on and on about just awful stories and stuff. Yep. It, it, it It's... I'll say this, just be smart about what you're doing, stay at home, wear a mask, even if you think it's stupid, simply because of the fact that if you, one person was to go out and to try and, you know, live life what, you know, the normal was, you know, a couple months ago, you have the possibility of just rekindling this entire fire. So don't be stupid. Stay inside. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be stupid, stupid. (laughs) Yeah, don't be stupid, stupid. Please stay inside. Uh, You talked a bit about your company, you know, kind of tell me, what is it? Um, I have like a company where I cater to geeks and gamers. So you can find comic book shops, arcade halls, video game hotels, everything for to make say that your passion during traveling a little bit easier. So instead of going to Madame Tussauds, you might want to go to one of the biggest comic book shops in the world or go to a video game hotel and hang out with the people that you like and connect. Oh, that's really cool. So it's kind of like a... Um... 
kind of like uh oh, what what's one of those apps like a I think Yelp. yeah like a yelp yeah except more yeah. catered to you know video games and all that stuff yeah. yeah that's really cool thank you how did you come up with that idea uh i came up more out of my own desire because i used to travel for um i used to work in a video game industry for a for a company and i used to travel a lot especially to america and every time I had like, I sat on my hotel, I made my little list, what I want to watch, what I want to check. And I went to the void in Los Angeles near Disney, but also went to Universal Studios. I went to uh, the Griffith um, Observatory, mm. which is one of my favorite things I've ever done. Those yeah. are very geeky and cool things to do, but you can, can't really actually find a list like that online. So I had like four hours every day, what I want to do, something geeky. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to build my own. Nice. Well, that was the hard part because building a website is hard. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa. But that was kind of my idea. I wanted to cater to yeah, people just like myself or geek things to do in, yeah, close by and connect with other geeks. That's a really cool idea. Is it available like around the world or is it, you know, like you only have it in Europe right now and the United um, States? Right now, I have it only in uh, Europe because okay. Europe has a lot of spots. But I'm, 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 I say that we're building the website to have a more worldwide because right now, America and Asia has way more to offer. You people cater so much to geeks. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how how would that work? Like, would I be able to, you know, sign up, you know, for like make an account and then just like add something or like, is there like a thing to where I would have to send a link and then you would have to review it and then put it up? How does the whole like, if you will, um, submission process work? Well, I have a, I have a, a business part of site, uh, a part on it, but I also have like a consumer part on it. So if you're like, I don't know, a geek or a gamer or someone who likes to do different things, you can just sign up and check out things to do um, close by or um, things to do where you want to do. So plan ahead a little bit and connect with people to hang out over there if you're alone or something. Because what I want to do all around is the whole community-based thing. I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. People don't, don't want to be alone, and I want to take that away. And when people love the same thing, it's easier to actually talk and have a conversation at a spot that you already probably would like. Mm -hmm. And there's also like a whole business part on the side where you can add your, um, add your business to it because I need to have a filled database. Oh. People need to find you. I want people to go to you. Um, there's always a free part, but it's some sort of extra stuff that you need to pay. Gotcha. So like the companies themselves would, you know, come to you and say, hey, I would like to add my thing. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because I, I, I thought that maybe it would be something along the lines of like a... um. You know how like uh, Google Maps or something like that has where you, yeah. you yourself can like put a review? I thought it might be something like that. Yeah, that's also possible to have a review on it. But I, I want to have a more focus on uh, experience instead okay. of, hey, it has five stars because that and that and that and that and then that was bad. I want people to actually say like, hey, I like that. But maybe they can change a little bit these kind of stuff to make it a little bit better. To have it a more positive vibe instead of just five, four or one star. Gotcha. That's a really cool idea. I'm surprised no one else has done that before. I know. I'm confused too. Wow. May <laughs> I ask? Of course. Uh, may I ask without, of course, you know, I don't want to take anything away or like, you know, have, no. potentially have you give away some sort of something. But uh, may I ask like how well it's doing in Europe? It's pretty, do it's pretty doing good. I'm, okay. um, I was surprised because I did it 
at the beginning, uh, I did it just for fun. And then people started to come like, hey, I want to add my company. Um, Europe is starting to be a little bit booming. I think it started also when the whole Game of Thrones, when people actually went to the places where yeah. Game of Thrones was filmed, yeah. like Dubrovnik in Croatia or in Ireland. Mm. And I did check some of them, but the one in Ireland, I didn't, you know, where um, how Stark is based, uh, for example, or also in England. Mm-hmm. Those kind of stuff, when these kind of stuff started to pop up, people was like, hey, I have like a whole tour when you can actually do the whole um, King's Road uh, from King's Landing, the whole King's Road. Can I have it on your website? I was like, of course. Of course, I would love to have it. So people, they need to have that specific niche because it's like, it's just a very small niche. You know, yeah. Yelp and Booking.com is for everyone. But this is just a small niche for these people that people think that they don't need, but they do want to connect. So, yeah. Wow. That's really... It's doing better than I kind of thought, to be honest. That's good. That's good. Honestly, like, it sounds like if you can get, you know, in the right... If you can advertise it just right, you know, like, especially over in Asia, dude, that thing's going to explode. That sounds so cool. Next time I go to Europe, I'll definitely have to check it out, sadly, because, you know, you don't have it in the States, but that's okay. <laughs> I, do, I do have a few spots in the States, but I went to L.A. I have an L.A. part. I have oh, New okay. York, a few spots. I think I have a few spots in Texas, but there's so much more. Yeah, I, have like a whole, I have like a whole backlog of 80,000 geek spots just in the States alone. So Holy frick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. Yes. <laughs> so is it like... And is there like an app or is it just like a website? I want to have an app. That is my ultimate goal. Okay. I have to have an app. Gotcha. That's really cool. I, I can't wait to, to look into it more. And what'd you say it was? Fine, what was the name Fine of it? Findgeekspots.com. Findgeekspots. Not sportsspots.com. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I want to see if it can come up. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's sick. I'm going to have to look at this more. I like this. Cool. Awesome. Cool. So, of course, you know, video games, geek stuff. When was like the first time that you were exposed to anything like that? I think I was five and my brother bought the Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog. And I saw him playing. I was like, what all of those flashy colors? What is this fast thing going around on my TV? And I sit next to him and he's like, you want to play? I was like, yeah. So I played and I played and yeah, the weekend was over and it was like when I was at school and I was like, I think it was just a little girl, of course, I was still thinking about the game. I was obsessed with it, but it was like the connection that I have with my brother too. So, and since then I got hooked, didn't do anything else ever since. Wow. That's so cool. You have a story like that. That's awesome. Do you and your brother still play games together like nowadays? No, not anymore. He's way too busy. Being a family that. man and all that stuff, so uh, I get okay. that. I get that. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, my uh, I have family out in Kentucky, in the middle of freaking nowhere, United States, and um, my parents decided to get me a Nintendo sixty four with uh, Donkey Kong, and that was like the first time I was super exposed to anything. I remember playing Donkey Kong, trying to you know actually beat it, and it wasn't until like fifteen years later I beat it. Man, good times <laughs> way back in the day. Good times. Don't you, you think that games from back in the days are way harder to play uh, than nowadays? Like, I, this is my opinion, but games back in the days were much better than games now. Yeah. At least true. for the most part. Like, one of my favorite games of all time was The Witcher 3. It was just so well done, in my opinion. Amazing. I don't think that there's going to be a game besides potentially Cyberpunk that could ever beat it, just because of how yeah. 
how advanced it was for his time. But like, you know, you take Banjo-Kazooie or Donkey Kong or, you know, just those good old rare games. And it's like, you can't beat those. They're so classic. Yeah. There were no DLC. There was just a game. Everything was on there. It was big. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard to play. You need to have perfect aiming. Now we have different classes. No, no, no. There was one class. I think all of the games were back in the days were like Dark Souls. Yeah. Dark Souls is just one thing. It's hard. And if you can't play it, it's not for you. And I think back in the days, it was always like that. Yeah, no, that's so true. So true. I remember some of the uh, missions in Donkey Kong and stuff. They're so hard, yeah. you know, especially being, you know, like a five, six, seven year old kid. It's like, how do I do this? But, yep. Wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. What What would you, uh, so let's just say, you know, you had the weekend to yourself, you know, you wanted to play some games. What would be like your console or like PC? Like, what would you go to and like, what would you play? Um, What would I play? Um. I think right now I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, which oh. is a masterpiece on its own. Seriously. I never thought I would actually like it because I just recently bought it. Mm-hmm. I stopped buying games on release because I'm so done overhyping all of these games. And when you buy it, they're really bad. Yeah, I appreciate So that. I waited a little bit. And so Ghost of Tsushima is really good. But mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn is also a Great masterpiece. Yeah, it is. The scenery is nice. The graphics and everything. The voice acting. That is what I like. A good storytelling. Good voice. Oh, you still got me. Then all of the rest is just, it's just extra. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so true. I've, I've heard good things about Ghost of Tsushima. I, don't, I personally yeah. don't have a PlayStation. I was an Xbox dude, and then I decided to build a PC. Uh, but I've, I haven't played Ghost, but I heard that the... What was it the new DLC free DLC update thing that came out yes. is phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I, I'm playing it with my boyfriend. We are two huge gamers. We have two TVs at home and nice. two PlayStations. Yeah, nice. and we play together. And yeah, that 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 co-op gameplay is amazing because the whole storytelling is great. And you take a because we do love the whole thing about uh, Japan and everything from history from from Japan. Mm-hmm. So when we actually listen to the stories. Sometimes we just stand still for half an hour and just listen to the narrator. Just talk, just talk about the history of Japan. Love it. Oh, that's so cool. That's neat. What, what, what other games do you guys play together? Um, what do we play together? We play, well, now goes to Tsushima. Horan Dawn, even though Horan Dawn is, is, is a single play, but we do it uh, on and off, you know, give it to each other. Yeah. Um, we play Warframe. Okay. Reframing is a very flashy, fast game, but we like it because you can customize it in every way that you want it. Yeah, it's true. It's a free game, and yeah, I love it. Um, we play more Call of Duty because I'm also a huge shooter fan. Nice. I love Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 2 is still the best. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Good. That's right, good with you. I, will yes. Say, I will say this, though. The new Modern Warfare is pretty freaking good. It's but pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... To be can. honest... I waited a year to actually bought it to buy it. This, this modern warfare, as in, like, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I waited a year because I was so angry about all the older Call of Duty. Some of them were so bad. Oh yeah, like true. Ghost and what was the other one that you could dash on the side? It was ridiculous. Uh, advanced like, warfare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was so ridiculous, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna give him my money. Yeah. Are you crazy? I'm not doing that anymore. So I waited, but my friend's like, hey, Charlie, you should buy it. You should do, you should really love it. And I think two months ago, I actually bought it. I was like, wow, yeah, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. 
it's they really actually good. went back. Yeah, they they went back, and then you know the wars. Here's the thing, I and I've said this from the beginning. I I personally don't think Warzone is that good in terms of being a Call of Duty game, but I think it's a good BR because yeah. if, if you played multiplayer, the uh, Modern Warfare multiplayer, and then you play Warzone, it like they look the same, but there's something about it that just feels different, and I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel like it was Modern Warfare. It feels like it was a different game. You're so right. I have. You there? Exactly. It's a good battle royale, but that's it. It's totally different than what the multiplayer is, what Call of Duty is. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, nah, you're you're crazy. It's like it feels different. It shoots different. All of the guns are a little bit shooting different. It's you know, it's not bad, but it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. I really, really do like the multiplayer and yeah. And also they they brought back that you can actually do like the special ops. That you could do in Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, I will say this. Modern Warfare 2, like, I, I wasn't around that era until mm-hmm. much later. I, I just wasn't really into games. And, like, I, I had parents that wouldn't let me get an M-rated game because it was M-rated for, you know, strong violence yeah. or whatever it was. So, you know, I kind of missed out there. But when I, you know, was of age and could buy my own games, I got Modern Warfare 2. And I loved the Spec Ops. It was so much fun. So much fun. But yeah. I, I, I will say this. It's like... The, like the way that they did Warzone, like it is such a cool thing, and like the way that they did it was good, but it's so different from the multiplayer. It just blows my yeah. mind how different it feels. Yeah, you know it. Like, and, and I say this all the time. Like, it is what it is. I'm not trying to like hate on it. It's like one, I'm not good, so I'm already biased. You know, I'm not very good at at, <laughs> at Warzone, so I already somewhat hate it. But it, it I don't know. It like it's fun to play with, you know, my brother and stuff. It's fun to play with friends. You know, just kind of mess around and try and go for six snipes and you know just yep. kind of bomb on someone in a helicopter and all that stuff. It's yeah. just fun. Have you played the um the Warzone uh, Halloween update? No, I haven't. Ah. I think since I bought Ghost of Tsushima, I haven't touched Call of Duty ever. <laughs> <laughs> i get that so, yeah i know but i, I really like to I'm, I'm so in my in my in my japan mode so i will be waiting till i finish the game and, and then after that i will go to uh, call of duty or maybe cyberpunk yeah yes i'm waiting yes. for cyberpunk okay, but yeah. also dying light 2 oh that true yeah, yeah yeah an underrated one of the best zombie games ever yeah, that's what everyone says. They say that the first yeah. one was just, there was something about it that was just yeah. perfect. Yeah, it was the crafting. You can actually play with four plays, even though it's four of the same, but nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. can actually play through the story mode with all of your friends, and I, which I love. You could, I don't know, the whole free running and, 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 I don't know, hanging out and the zombie, the night mode. Oh my, that really freaked me out. I'm dead on the inside. But every I sadly personally never played the first one. Uh, it, like, here's the thing. I've always had a problem with zombie games because if you take, like, Dead Rising or Dead Island, you know, any of the yeah. zombie games, they all suck. Like, I don't care how much goofy fun you might have. If you, if you take away the goofy fun or, you know, you actually look at the game itself, like, they all suck. Like, I'm sorry. They're, they're just not good in my opinion. So when I saw Dying Light, I was like, oh, it's just another zombie game. Like it, everyone says it's good, but like I don't trust the, those people because they also said that Dead Rising was good. It's like, uh, I don't want to waste Dead my money. Dead Rising is really bad. Yeah, it was so boring. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember yes. it, it was free on like, you know how like Xbox has a Games of Gold yeah. or whatever? 
yeah, yeah. Um, way back when, like Dead Rising 3 or something like that. I don't know which one, but one of them was free. And I was like, oh, you know, everyone raves about this game. Like, let me download it and try it. Played five minutes. And I was bored out of my skull because the crafting system was bad. And yeah, it was just so, it was bad. I think the marketing <laughs> there was way better than the whole game itself. Oh, yes. It 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 capture you and evolve videos like oh cool a whole zombie city they're coming after you what are you gonna do and when you play it's like this is it oh this is boring yeah this is bad <laughs> yeah I don't understand how you can get away with fake marketing it's almost like the just as an example like the whole No Man's Sky thing you know they yeah. made the oh. game look so good and then when you played it it was there was literally nothing to do I mean. <laughs> Personally, I really enjoyed No Man's Sky when it first came out. I loved exploring and stuff. That was really cool to me. But I can yeah. understand why people hated it because there's literally nothing to do. But I, I mean, like, I don't understand how these how these games can get away with such good marketing, and then you get the game and it's crap. Yeah, I don't understand that. But yeah, you know, money, 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 everything. Yeah, it's it's so sad. It's like it, here's the thing. Here's an idea. If you guys want money, make a good game. Like, that's all I'm saying. Just make yeah. a good game. Don't make a game that sucks. It's just as simple. Absolutely. Just but I think if, if a No Man's Sky actually did like a realistic review, probably no one would bought it. Because he said you can invade each other's um, planets. You can check out as multiplayer as that. All of you things weren't there. It's so he true. straight up lied. Yeah, and and what's even worse about that is that um, there was some sort of lawsuit against them that was being filed, and nothing happened. They just got away with it, and they're still making games. Yeah, they're they're upgrading the game. They're just like, yeah, but now it's good. It's now too late. Yeah. Why is it okay for people to straight up lie, create a shitty game, and afterwards, yeah, but now it's good? No, it doesn't work like that. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you and I see you know eye to eye in this cuz there's so <laughs> many like the one thing and and just hear me out like I'm not trying to sound like a like a douche or anything but the one thing I absolutely hate is when a game says that they're going to come out at a certain time and they say no, we're going to have to delay it because you know we we mistook, you know, like how long it was going to take. Like don't give us times, you know, don't 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 give us a time and then say oh we have to delay it. You know, it's almost like Halo Infinite. Like freaking yeah. 343 Oh my goodness, I rave about, oh my goodness, I talk about this all the time. 343, they, they've had, I think it was like seven or eight years to make this game. When they revealed the trailer, it looked like they worked on it for two years. I don't understand. Oh, that's really bad. I, I don't understand why in the world it's taking you this long to make this really crappy trailer, which showed in-game footage, by the way. But I don't understand how it, it's taking you this long and you had to delay it. Like I, there's no excuse, no excuse. You shouldn't have to delay a game because you've had eight years and somehow, some way it's, you know, quote unquote, not complete. Like y you've had all that time. And then we get all these people backing up delays and stuff. And it's like, I can understand that you want to try and perfect your game. I get that. But at the same time, if you've had all of this time, why haven't you been able to give us the product when you say you're going to give us the product, especially if you're taking pre-orders and everything? Yeah, exactly. But that's but just... I, I do I do respect a company to actually say like, hey, we need a little bit more time instead of actually releasing a game and some of the things that Ubisoft did or UFC with some of their games, 2K, it's like 
completely trash. That's and true. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? You people are a million dollar company. Why are you making this? Does no one do some bug test, bug testing? What is going on? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think I just, I think it's just like, there, there's so many games that are being delayed nowadays because of whatever yeah. reason. It, it's yeah. almost like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, uh, there's just some weird thing that's going on. I, I like, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but why are there so many delays? Like, is it just becoming that much harder to make games? Because I'm not a game developer. I don't know anything about that stuff. But it, Me neither, to be honest. But, but I, I do think that the that this year with all the, um. With all the games being delayed, they took COVID-19. It's like, you know what? Let's say that. Let's add some stuff or change some stuff. Cyberpunk has been delayed. Dying Light has been delayed. The Last of Us has been delayed. That's true. But then the whole game has been uh, leaked. So they had to come back. (laughs) Otherwise, no one probably would probably buy it. So I think it's way too easy because I think we have, we're staying at home anyways. Now we have time to play your game. Why don't you just release it? Yeah. It's already finished, right? Yeah. With with the Last of Us, I thought it was ridiculous. Like now you can, now it's been leaked. Now you can actually release it. What were you doing all this time? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. That's <laughs> like <laughs> like here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you need to like actually rework, like you know, you're developing it, and there's like some big bug or something, some game breaking bug or something like that. That's you know yeah. that that's found out. Like I understand delays, but if it's like nah, we just want to improve something, put the game out and then improve it. Like I don't know, maybe that's just me because I want to play something so bad. But <laughs> maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm you know the the one person standing in the crowd with a sign you know, that says stop delaying games. But yeah. It, I, I think I'm just getting sick of it because there's so many just excuses nowadays. Whether that keep delaying too. Okay, that I understand because all the theaters are closed. True. But with games, I'm like, come on, you know. Now we have the time to actually play. Give us the game. Yeah, yeah. What's your uh, favorite game of all time, or like top three or something like that? Um, well, a top three. My Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. That is. I had like a whole girl clan and I went to school when I came back and we were training for online events. Uh, Those were one of my bestest time ever, even though I didn't actually go anywhere, but I made so many good friends online just by playing Call of Duty and, you know, had a connection with these girls, which I loved. So Mm -hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Horizon Zero Dawn is my favorite. Uh, it's one of my best RPG games, which I love. Okay. And um, yeah, Dying Light. Dying Light. Dying Light. Okay. I love I love zombie movies, horror movies, but I think this is a really good zombie game. And it's not just zombie zombie. It's it, it's like a whole mutation. It's the stories, like mm-hmm. everything about it. it. It's the whole craftings. Mm. Are you excited for um, Horizon Zero Dawn? two because didn't that get announced yeah it has been announced with playstation 5 i think next year it will be released i can't wait i can't wait probably going to take like two week off vacation (laughs) (laughs) if they don't delay but yeah Yeah. i I need my downtime just to play and i get that that when i um 
so I lived with this one guy who had a PlayStation. I had an Xbox at the time. And so um, he really wanted to play, I think it was Halo Wars 2, which, by the way, was an awful game. That game was so bad. Uh, but then he was like, while I'm doing this, you know, you want to play Horizon? And I was like, yeah, I want to play Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, that game looks awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. I thought, like, the, the premise behind it, you know, like, it's such a weird thing that, like, everyone, all the humans live in, like, this primitive lifestyle, you know, like, in huts and yeah. stuff. But then, you know, you have, like, lightning arrows and, like, you're battling machine dinosaurs. Like, it was yeah, such a cool yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I love the whole story. The story is even better because it was very original how they, yeah, I say they kind of, um, the whole cyberpunk-ish electric timeline they took it together with, yeah, back in the days because the whole world kind of crashed and they put it together, mutated iron. It was ridiculous the, 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 uh, if you've heard about it, but it's yeah, how they crafted it into, uh, you know, how they craft it into, mm -hmm. a, uh, into a game. Mm -hmm. It was great. Yeah. They did a really good job. I personally didn't get too far into the story. Um, I think I maybe got like a quarter of the way through just because mm -hmm. of like how, how things, uh, you know, went on from there. But, uh it was fun i did enjoy it i did enjoy it are you a big last of us fan did you ever get into either of those uh the first one i played a lot but i think the second one i didn't actually buy it i don't know why to be honest hmm. i might buy it in a few months i guess because i thought eh, you know it has been leaked i yeah. read it and uh, maybe that was my bad part because i know what was going on so i didn't have that i say that excitement anymore it's yeah. like oh oh they did that to joel oh yeah well, no later on <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. i i because like i said i don't have playstation so i was watching pewdiepie play through it on youtube and yeah. uh when that scene came up i literally was like my mouth was wide open i probably yeah. didn't speak for five minutes just staring at the screen i was dumbfounded at how they decided to to uh without trying to spoil it but without trying um how they decided to roll the story on like that. I was like, yeah, wait, yeah. what? Like, I can't believe that just happened. That is a ballsy move. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think I would have liked it even more if they carried on after the first game instead of hopping a few years. Yeah, I true. Think, I think they should, I, I really wanted to see more about the whole fungus thing and all that stuff and how it happened and... Yeah, I think she was, I think Ellie was a little bit too old for a little bit for me. I yeah. was like, oh, you know, I, I missed a little bit of those key things. Mm -hmm. aside, I haven't played it. Maybe it's really good. I hear totally different kind of stories, but, you know, I can still buy it. Yeah. Christmas is coming. Let's True. True. Uh, so kind of, uh, of course, still on video games, because, I mean, I think you and I could talk about it for literally hours and days hours. and stuff. Um, <laughs> you, you sound like one of those people when you speak about a game that doesn't just look at, oh, the game is good. You know, you analyze all the different parts of the story, and, you know, you, you it sounds like you analyze the mechanics and everything. Would you consider ever going into, like, game reviews, say, at, like, IGN or something like that, or, or a company of the sort, uh, you know, just playing games and reviewing them? Or do you just kind of want to play games because you just enjoy it? I used to do that. I was a game reviewer for a Dutch uh, video game uh, website. Oh, that makes and sense. Yeah. I was really bad back in the day. <laughs> <Back then. laughs> like 12 years ago, I'm 34 now. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was really bad. I was really bad. My writing was really bad, but then I've learned a lot about it. And I think 
I'm, I'm one of, I call myself more a experienced writer to tell people what's going on, what I'm feeling right at that moment. So um, I still know the first time when I wrote about The Last of Us and The Last of Us 1, of course. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing when, yeah, spoiler alert, sorry for people who didn't play it, um, his daughter died. And I actually cried oh. on that moment when that happened. Yeah, and I, too. I, I, I sat down my controller and I was just stared at the screen. It's like, what the hell just happened? This is just a video game. Why I feel so sorry for oh, this guy. Yeah. So I, I, I made my food. I took my drinks. It was such a sad moment. <laughs> and, <laughs> instead of actually telling how the game was, it's like how that game had a hold on me. So I was invested in the characters. So I wanted to know more how the story went. Like, oh, Ellie's in his sisters. It's like, is that a surrogate daughter now? Is, is he, you know, try to make it right that he that he couldn't save his own daughter? It was a totally different look that I had on the game yeah. than actually just playing the game, you know? Because when I went to bed, I was just still thinking about um, about Ellie and Joel. It was, it was weird. Yeah, I can remember playing that. And when that scene comes up, I was like, wait, what? You know, uh, yeah. my buddy let me borrow his PlayStation because he's like, Dan, if you like video games, you have to play this. I'm like, okay. Yes. You know, playing it. And so I saw the scene and I, I shed a tear. I started crying because it was so sad. Yeah. And yeah. then and then I have to say this, probably one of my favorite parts about that game, though, is at the end, after like the, you know, the climax or whatever, you know, you're kind of kind of ending the the story. Yeah. You go yeah. to the... um. You, I, don't, I can't remember if it was just like a city or a school or something like that, but you see like the giraffes and all the wildlife and stuff walk by. Oh, that was gorgeous. That yeah. part, that part yeah. really made me go, wow, this is a yeah. phenomenal game. It, it was just, oh. a game at that moment. And when, when a game can actually create those kind of feelings for you, then it's just, then video games is just more than entertainment. Yeah. And it's a way of life. It's a part of your life. Yeah. Would you ever consider maybe going back into like game reviews and stuff? No, no. It was it was fun for that moment, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about video games and all industry and game events. But I now know that you know the whole thing that I'm doing right now for Fine Geek Spots with the community, with the gamers, and everything. That is more my passion than yeah, doing only game reviews because I'm doing it. I like game reviews when I did with showing them my passion or um, just telling them how I felt at a moment when I was playing that game, that is not how you actually how need to review a game mm-hmm. because you need to have like a whole base. You need to tell this, this has to be in. And that was kind of boring to me. If I can do it a little bit my way, I want it to be different than all the other than all the other. And mm-hmm. that was not possible. So that's why I was like, yeah, let's not do this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry, I'm clicking around stuff right now. No problem. <laughs> um, so with your whole uh, potentially moving, uh, you know, on a different on a side note and stuff, you know, with your with your formal education with event management, what did you want to do before you found this uh, find geek spots? Um, good question. Um, I did event management just for the competitions. Um. I learned how to be a better planner. I learned how to do better finances. I learned how to be better at network and all that stuff. I didn't actually do that because I wanted to be a professional uh, event manager. Absolutely not. Hmm. But the competitions that I learned at school at that moment, I thought that was valuable because I could do that at any job. Gotcha. 
So there wasn't anything, you know, in like your younger years and you're like, eh, I kind of want to do this. It was kind of like a like a self-growing kind of thing. No, the thing that I really want to do, but which I still kind of a little bit regret, I always wanted to be into IT, you know, building computers oh. or doing with software. But I was way too scared to actually go to school to that because I I wanted to I I would have been girl number four on a school with 800 guys. And I was too scared at that moment to actually uh, take the step, which I really regret because I would have loved it. Probably would have had so many friends because Mm -hmm. I do connect with guys a whole lot because I do like, you know, like video games and all that stuff. And if you say that to a guy, it's like, whoa, let's talk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's what I like. And that makes it easier. But I I was very insecure and... Yeah, I didn't do that. So I'm a little bit sad that I didn't do that. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I, I'm, of course, not a woman, so I don't know what it's like, you know, to go against those odds, you know, four to 800. But yeah. um, I can only imagine, you know, just the, the fear and stuff you might have felt. Because back then, you know, I, I would assume, you know, it was probably 10-ish, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 years ago, you were kind of thinking about that. Um, but women weren't really in the whole computers, video games, no. IT. Like that wasn't what, you know, quote unquote was a woman's job or career path, you know, exactly. just given the time. But man, that would have been so cool if you would have done that. Maybe you could do some stuff now, you know, design your own app. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still, I am reading right now uh, to do it a little bit because because I'm very curious. I exactly know perfectly what my app needs to have and what it needs to be implemented. So I would love to build it myself. But on the other side, I do need to be realistic. You know, I need to, um, I need to do the stuff that I'm really good at. And doing building something half-ass, yeah, wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be good for, for yeah, for the website or for the company. Yeah. So no, I, I need that. to, I need someone else to do it. Even though I'll probably be working very close, like, hey, maybe you should try that, or maybe you can do that. Those kind of stuff I can do. You know, like you, like you. Uh, user experience uh, mm-hmm. person next to the next to the developer great yeah. that's gotcha do you have um like a like a you know small group of people working under you or is this like a solo project that you're doing um have like four people are in the company together with my best friend because she her specialty is law but also international law if you have Ooh. like all these contracts and all this stuff with companies paying in and out you need to know what's going on and what needs to be in contract. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that she, yeah, she helps me out and she's in the company. And uh, I have another person who's very good with um, finances, especially also international finances. So mm. I'm prepared for the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still don't have the actually product to do it. So yeah. that's the only thing, but. I mean, I think it's better to be prepared and then do yeah. it rather than, you know, do it and not be prepared because, you know, you, yeah. you never know what can happen. You get screwed over really hard, say, in, in Asia, and then, you know, exactly. you're in the hole. Yeah. So it makes sense. That's, that's really cool. Do you have like an ETA on maybe when you might start expanding a little bit? Um, Within three years. Three now years. With the okay. whole, yeah, maybe with the, with the whole Corona thing, it, may, it delayed it a lot. True. I did want to have it next year, but... I think when Corona stops and my app they will be ready, then yeah, everyone's going to travel like beasts. You know, everything is going to be open. Everyone mm-hmm. is going to want to go outside and do stuff. And then my app's going to be yeah, perfect for people for actually doing stuff so because you can actually go anywhere again. 
Gotcha. And then I want to ask this, and of course you don't have to answer this because you might not know yet, but like how would revenue come in? Would it be like strictly ad-based? I think also a little bit ad-based, but also affiliate links, all of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of curious about that uh, because, you know, this is, it's a really cool idea. It's just like, where's the money come in? But I think if you do ads and, you know, all that other stuff, contracts and stuff, that's really cool. Really good idea. Like I said, I was just curious for my, my own understanding. Not because I want to take it or anything. I like, trust me. You won't see a fine geek spots over here in the states. No. If anything, I'd Maybe hope you. you want to be but... part of the company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, like I, I'd be more than happy. But here's the thing: I don't have a lot to offer. <laughs> like I have a, um, I have a religious leadership degree, and so that doesn't do anything with business. So everyone has something to offer. I wasn't born an entrepreneur. I turn into someone. Uh, I think my ex-boyfriend. He, um, he comes from a very entrepreneurial family. And I saw how passionate they were in, 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 yeah, with their business. Some of them just had a clothing shop. Some of them just had like a restaurant, but I saw what they did. It was the passion. They loved mm-hmm. it, even though they worked like 80, 90 hours a week, but they love what they do. And it's like, oh my God, I want to be that. I want to be happy as them too. And you no, know, they learned me some stuff. And then, yeah, we broke up. I read a lot, went to a lot of events you know, to connect for entrepreneurs, but I read a lot, a lot is online. And yeah, if you know what you want to do, just focus on that. And yeah, gotcha. um, yeah, I'm always, I'm always a person who actually try and do stuff. It's so like, if, if it doesn't work, yeah, let's try something else. That's good. Taking risk is what I do. Sorry, say that again. Taking risk is what I do. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's it's true because here's the thing. There's so many people nowadays who are like, oh, man, I have this idea. I really want to do it. Or, you know, since, you know, you and I are big nerds, you know, like people yeah. might want to stream or like start a YouTube channel and they're like, uh, you know, and then they don't do it. You know, take the risk and do it. You never know what's exactly. going to happen. Exactly. People should just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just have fun. You know, if it doesn't work out, well, at least you tried, you know, at least, you know, yeah. now that it's not supposed to happen. Might as well try regret, it. Regret is way worse. Oh yeah. Like I wish I wish I've done that, but I didn't. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. I did that once in my life with that study. After that, I never done it again. I did everything that I wanted to do. Good. Good. I, I like hearing that. I like hearing that. <laughs> I like the positivity and the gumption to go do something. I, ugh, yes, that's I good. Yeah, do, do it. <laughs> uh so what, why would you want to travel to Japan? When you when you filled out the forum, I said, you know, what's one yeah. or three things you want to experience? Why Japan? Um, I think Japan, they are very humble. Their culture, they have, they, yeah, well, they have a very, very, say that, well, the culture is very, it's very beautiful, but also very sad, very humble. Everything, everything all around respect and, yes. you know, um, being nice to each other and all that stuff, which I love. And I think my love for Japan started when I was 18. 19. So I, I also wanted to learn a little bit to speak a little bit Japanese. And I, I watch a little bit of movies, listen to their music. And one of the uh, key things always come back is respect for each other. Mm-hmm. No, they, they, not, they never want to bother one another and help each other. That's what I like. So I want to be in a country when, you know, being nice to each other, have respect for each other is number one. Yeah. 
It's no, it's it's so true. I was um, I was in Okinawa for two weeks or something like that, and just the sheer amount of respect and just hospitality and yeah. just kindness and everything that the Japanese people showed me was yes. unreal. You know, like for example, I remember um, the the people that I was staying with. They were about oh gosh, they were about maybe a ten minute walk away from some of the like big shopping villages I would go to. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, just walking from that house to the village, you know, I, I would come in contact with some people, you know, there were some older people that I wouldn't realize were there and they would go ahead and just walk in the road and go on the other side of the road, you know, so yeah. then we didn't have to pass because, you know, like they might have been wearing a mask or something because, you know, that's what a lot of, uh, uh, I'll say this as a generalized thing, but a lot of Asian people do, they wear the masks because, you know, yeah. Tokyo is so dirty, like it's a beautiful yeah. city, but there's so much smog and stuff, you know, like you have to wear a mask, but uh, when I was in Okinawa, they would just, you know, be so polite and so kind and, you know, regardless of their age, they would always, you know, do the little head bow thing, you know, to show respect and regardless of what was going on, they were so kind and so humble, you know, yes. they weren't jerks like most of the people in the States are, or, you know, like some people in, uh, I'll say the Netherlands, because I've been there too, and there were some, there's yeah. some douchey people out there (laughs) but but it it was just such a beautiful experience to go uh see this culture that was just so ingrained with one another and just so nice and it doesn't matter what they might have had to do they do it for you i wish i could have lived there oh wow so pretty well i mean I, i was there for a for a thing that i had to do for my degree uh, I was there mm-hmm. for two weeks, kind of just like studying and everything. and um, But I didn't stay because uh, I'm married now and my wife wants to stay where we're at in Seattle because her family's yeah. close and she wants to be close to her family. So, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, will, you ever, will you ever go back with the family? See, I would like to. Uh, but the big thing that hinders a lot of travel in the States is one price uh for plane tickets plane tickets are so expensive if i was hold on let me look right now um SeaTac to tokyo just to give you an idea of how mm-hmm. expensive plane tickets are if i wanted to do a non-stop flight from uh, seattle international airport to tokyo it's 1135 dollars um and then if i wanted to do some connecting flights right around the same but it, you know it's like a thousand dollars per person yeah, and then if you want to go with a family you know it's you know probably on the upwards of five to six thousand dollars not to mention you have to worry about food and hotels yeah. and all that stuff and then the currency exchange uh but then it's also really hard here to get time off work without your boss being like super rude about it oh like at least Wait. in my experience uh i used to work at a retail store and if, if i wanted to you know take like the weekend off or whatever, because, you know, my family wanted to go to wherever, you know, they want to take a small trip. They would look at me and they'd be like, do you really need that time off? You know, they'd be jerks about it. I mean, that could just be my experience. Yeah. You know, that could just be my experience. But, you know, how how many days do you have from from work normally? Sorry, say that again. How many off days do you have from work normally? Honestly, like I would never take days off. No, no, what? Yeah, well, well, sorry, sorry. Here, um, so I would, I would work, you know, uh, like a normal week, you know, like say five days a week, you know, eight hour days or whatever, you know, s- mm-hmm. spread throughout, uh, doing that thing, you know, and then two days off. But in terms of like actually taking a day off, I would usually never take a day off. But then they wouldn't allow, like, I would have to fight them on it pretty much. And it's like, wait, what? Why am I fighting you on being able to take a day off when I'm the one 
that came to you to work and you need yeah. my help. I don't know. They, it was just such a weird thing. But that's another problem that I've ran into, especially if you're salaried. You know, if you have a salary, then it's it might be harder to take a, a trip or a holiday, if you will, to, yeah. to go travel. At least here in the States. That's my experience. Yeah, we, well, we do have in the Netherlands, we have a minimum of, I think, 21 days. And some company even have to four weeks. That you can take off? Yeah. What the frick? Yeah, we have a we, uh, we do have very good standards uh, when it goes to your yeah, work standards when it comes to yeah, having a day off. In the Netherlands, we do. Ah, oh, see, I, maybe I just need to move to the Netherlands then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think the big thing here is that um, at least in the States, everyone is just so work centric focused, you yeah. know, like it, 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 if you don't work like you're, you're dumb pretty much. Well, I mean, of course, you have to work to live. But at the same time, it's like they're so focused on work. They're so focused on growing that. companies and stuff. It, yeah, it's yeah. sad. Everything's about money. Yeah, I've noticed that, especially in Los Angeles, even though I like Los Angeles way more than, than in New York. Mm-hmm. But in Los Angeles, M was focused of being, of being, I say that, or an influencer or being with, with name dramas like, hey, I was, I was hired by P. Diddy. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But what is your passion? Yeah, but I was hired by P. Diddy. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't ask that. <laughs> yeah. So it was like very starstruck base. And um, well, in the Netherlands, you don't actually talk about how much money you make. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we don't talk about it here. But I've noticed over there, it was just, yeah, I make like 5000 and 3000 there and 2000 there. I have right now in my pocket 2500 And I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it's like there's too much information. You just need to have that one wrong person and it's over. Yeah. It's Why really, do you need to brag that much? Yeah. It's really sad just to see how money has consumed people over here. Because, I mean, it's yeah. not all about money. You know, you still have family. You know, you still have loved ones, you still have friends, you still have desires, you know, whatever those might be. Why does money have to literally be the center of your life? It shouldn't be. You have a life. Live it. That's just exactly. That's just my take on it, though. I mean, people might disagree with me, at least from people from the States. But it, it just doesn't make sense as to why you've been, you know, you, you have this life. Why literally do nothing until you're 70 years old but work? Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you slave away to, to work? And then, you know, once you hit that age of retirement, then you're able to actually go and travel. And it's like, but you're already so old, you know? Yeah, and a lot of people get sick when they hit like, I don't know, 70 or 70 or 67. Mm-hmm. And then they they get sick because they don't work anymore or because they're so used to going to work all the time. Yeah. And when you're kind of taking a mental rest, a physical rest, then they can't. Then all of the problems come. I've yeah. seen it too many times with a lot of people. Yeah, it's so true. It's it's really sad. It's really sad. Don't you think that because you've traveled a lot, because I did listen to uh, most of your previous podcasts, you've traveled oh, a you. lot that you hey, welcome. That you that you've traveled a lot that you have a different way on life and the world and cultures? Uh I would say that I have a different view on it, yes, because um without trying to of course, you know, say everything over again. Uh, you know, when you when you travel, your eyes are open to so much more than what you are used to, because think of it as kind of like a um, like a cookie cutter, you know, like you are the dough, you know, you're spread out on the table and whatever life you are, you know, the cookie cutter is that life that you've lived for so long. 
But as soon as you are able to travel, there's another cookie cutter that's put on you. So then, you know, you have this other shape, this other whatever it is, and you start to see a little bit differently. Um, So you said you listen. So, you know, you you know that I studied in Germany for three months, studied abroad, and I learned so much from that because I wasn't attached to my phone. I didn't have service for my phone, so I was almost never touching it. It was always on me in case if I needed a call, you know, emergency or something like that. But I never mm-hmm. felt like I was always reaching it to, you know, check Twitter or to check Facebook or whatever it was. You know, I was living in the moment. And because of that, I was able to learn, you know, different mannerisms. I was able to learn whatever it was about a culture because I was experiencing it in real time rather than checking, you know, what whatever is on Twitter, you know. And so being able to travel and get all those different lenses to view the world and to view family and to view culture and to view you know whatever it is I I feel like it definitely changed my outlook on things whether that be something that I actively think about or whether it you know just be literally ingrained in me it it, it, like like I said with the episode with Paul you have to travel there like if you're stuck in your hometown for your whole life and you don't move or get out or take a trip somewhere you're doing yourself a disservice because there's so much life to live and so much to learn from different people in different cities and different cultures and different countries there's so much to learn that will help shape you into a better person exactly it's like for example when i went to the netherlands and i was in amsterdam um you know the the daytime it was beautiful. People were so nice. You know, people would help me out and all that stuff. And then as soon as you, uh, the sun goes down and you go in the red light district, I was like, what the frick? You know, like there's totally different, people. totally different, totally different people. You know, everything is uh, like, depending on, of course, what your view is about all of that. Like I, I, I view it as just like, it, it was almost like disturbing because it's like, those people are just on display pretty much. Literally, there's there's women who are like, you know, naked standing in the windows. Yeah. And it's just like that that shaped me so much, not in like a gross way, but it helped me to see that like there there's of course, depending on what your views are, like there's still so many problems in the world. Like, what can I do to try and change that? You know, what can I do to try and help, you know, people that might be stuck in that? Yeah. Uh but like to answer your question, yes. <laughs> like traveling <laughs> definitely shapes so much, whether that be one thing or two things or three things or, you know, it might change your stance on something like it. it it's so beneficial. So beneficial. Let me let me ask you this. Um, w- if you had the opportunity, would you move? Uh, of course, like let, let's just say, you know, COVID's not a thing and, you know, somehow Japan isn't there anymore. Uh, would you leave uh, leave the Netherlands and move somewhere else or are you like super, I want to stay in the Netherlands? No, I would move to Bali in a heartbeat. Bali? Like, saying, yeah, yeah. Like India? Um, no, no, Bali and Indonesia. Oh, it's Indonesia. Small, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a small uh, island. Um, I think a few years ago, I went back. The first time with my friend and in the same year I went back alone. And the first time when I was there, because I'm suffering from, well, quite severe mental illness, mm-hmm. which I had very hard problems with. And when I went there for vacation, like everything fell off my shoulders. And not because it's just vacation and everything is great. When I saw, when I see people over there having way less than most people in the West, they were still happy. Mm-hmm. Still humble, still nice. 
and everything was around family, it really changed me. It gave me a very different look on life. And especially when I went back for the second time, I've met like an older guy. He was there. Like, he was like my taxi. They have like Gojek over there. Gojek is like a easy taxi, uh, cheap taxi transport through all the whole island, which okay. is perfect. You can, I don't know, from, let me, let me, some example. Um, going from Cologne to Dusseldorf, um, that distance with a, with a, okay, in, yeah. In yeah, from you probably would pay like, I don't know, 15 to 20 euros, maybe more. Over there, you probably would pay $4, maybe wow. less. Wow, wow. And these people, he, he was always nice to me. He, I was there alone. And, you know, as a woman, if you travel by yourself, he could have done so many weird stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He was always humble. He was always nice. Brought me to the nicest places with food. Even show me to his family where he stayed and everything. Whoa. It was just very nice. And when I saw it, I was like, hey, these people have so much less than I do. Why am I feeling the way that I feel? Mm-hmm. So I had a little bit different reflection how my life was, how everything was going. So I made a whole change. That's why I hope my company came into things. And uh, after that, I was like, I need to do stuff that I like at least, or I also need to help other people. It needs to be different because these people have so less and they gave a little part of themselves a little bit to me and I wanted to do it to someone else. So I would move in a heartbeat to buy. Wow. And it's so, it's so true when you see that uh, yeah. people might not have much, but they're still so happy. You yeah. know, it's that idea that and like, I don't want to, of course, bring it back to me. But, you know, when I didn't have my phone, you know, I felt like I had something missing, but then I was so much happier, you know? Yeah. And, and it's that whole idea of just the less you have, the more happy you are, because the less you have to worry exactly. about. Yeah. Oh, my you goodness. Know, the, the weather was always good. And these small houses were nice. They make their own food, made their own stove with fire some of them they live of course a little bit in the city but i like the more the people who lived a little bit more in the countryside and you know it was it was great the whole jungle vibe and talking and the language and i never felt unsafe ever Mm. i was grateful all the time and after that i also knew i needed to change a little bit so it gives me a little bit more hope because Mm. as you saw i think we in the west we are spoiled this hell yeah. Nothing is ever enough. And I, I, I want to, I don't want that anymore. It's, it's toxic. No, it's, it's true. Uh, so, so real quick, when, when you said that you traveled by yourself, um, yeah. how different is it? Because I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a woman. I don't know what it's like to travel alone. How different is it, you know, say traveling around in the Netherlands or, you know, maybe in Europe compared to traveling to Bali? Like, is it night and day difference? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, you know, the Netherlands is, is a great country. You know, we have everything is, um, I say that, um, um, shit, I don't know how you call it in English. Like um, connected, maybe? No, not also, it's also connected, but, you know, we have very good rules. We have okay. very good basic and everything, you know, with health insurance, everything we have here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's positive. It's almost it's almost not possible to actually end up in the streets to say it like that. Okay. Yeah. But you know, in, in, in Bali was, I don't know, it was, 
different, I guess. And of course, it's the weather. It's totally different. The people are totally different. Um, the way how they, the whole, the whole transport, everything was a little bit different. And I think also the surface and the humbleness and also during their home, some, because Bali is more uh, Buddhism than it is Muslim because Indonesia is one of the biggest Muslim countries in the world, mm-hmm. but Bali is more Buddhism. And even during work, they do the ritual, they go to the shrine and do the praying. Mm-hmm. Just normal. And it's pretty nice. And it's like, come, come, stand next to me. And then they, they tell me a little bit about their gods and what they do. It's like, if you want to do something, put your hands like this and do it like that. Kind of embrace everyone to show what they're doing. Wow. That was, I love that. Yeah. The, the inclusion is something that I feel like a yes. lot of people don't yeah. understand. Because, you yeah. know, like, like, even if you might sound like an idiot, you know, like you're trying to explain, you know, your religious practices or, you know, what you yeah. might do, like, at least you're trying to include someone. Yeah. And, and people don't see that. But it, it's nice to hear the inclusivity there because, you know, I, I am religious personally and like uh, my religion, at least across the United States, is just so persecuted because everyone, yeah. they're, they're so just, they do things the wrong way. They, they're the kinds of people who hold up the signs, you know, like God hates fags, you know, like it's, it's yeah. that kind of people that give religion a bad name in general. So it's, yeah. it's cool to hear, you know, even a different sect of religion, people are like, yeah, you know, like this is how you do it. Even if you're not religious, like I'm at least going to show you how to do it, you know, and if you want to do it awesome, that's the good thing that I like to hear from that. That's, that's a good yeah. stuff. I like People that. need to be open to open communication because mm-hmm. I like to ask questions because I used to be more religious than I am right now, mm-hmm. but my friend was so, it's a totally different religion than I am. And I just ask a lot of questions. Just like, you know what? You want to see how it is? Like, yeah, I'm quite curious. You mm-hmm. know, having knowledge to, to, to talk about people's stuff, is, 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 that's the best thing. Instead of be, uh, yeah, not knowing anything. So I think when people are open to, yeah, open communication and yeah, open for questions, I think that's... Yeah. And that just like goes for anything too. Like it doesn't even necessarily be about religion, but like if you're willing to to be open and to just understand why someone is doing something the way they're doing it, it, it will save you like a world of heartache or a world of just like confusion because now you're starting to understand, oh, you know, like I don't see it this way. You see it this way. Let's fix this problem together. You know, it, yeah. it helps in the workplace, helps in friendships, but no, people don't want to do that. They just are like, it's my way or the highway. Exactly. Which, which sucks. All right. So we're kind of winding to that time. Uh, what I want to do is I want to give you this opportunity to kind of, you know, raise this next minute or so like up on a pedestal, if you will, and give mm-hmm. you the opportunity to be like, you know, this is something that's helped me out. This saying, this this lifestyle, whatever it is, you know, and be able to pass down like a, a bit of wisdom, if you will, to, to whoever might want mm-hmm. to take it. So um, what is one thing? that uh, like a piece of advice that you could give to someone. It could be about anything. It doesn't have to be about what we talked about. It could be, you know, like I said, something that helped you in life or whatever it is. But what is that one piece of advice you would really just say, this is something that you need to hear? Um, My piece of advice is really find your passion and your place in life and don't focus on what other people are doing. Be happy with with the things that you're doing because some people are... Um, somewhere in life, because we have that mindset, like you've been, you're going to be born, you're going to school when you're 20, you need to have a very good degree. When you're 30, you need to have, need to buy your house and then it's going to be baby. You're going to be older and then it's death. It can be different. If you don't 
fit that 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 I say that that yeah that lifestyle, then isn't it for you? It doesn't matter. Just mm-hmm. focus on you, focus on your mental health, do what you love, and then you're a way happier person in life because life is already hard on its own. It's true. Life is too. Here's the thing. And this is, and I don't want to take away from what you just said, but to kind of add on to it, I've had so many people say that like life is too short. And I'm like, life is technically speaking, like, of course, depending on what you believe in, life is probably the longest thing you will ever experience, you know? And so why, why live it in such a nasty way? You know, like if you're not happy, try and change it. If you don't like your job, change it. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. At least you've tried. Yeah. Have an experience. You have something to pass on and talk to people about it. I think that, yeah, people are way too busy with everything else instead of other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's Um, true. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, speaking with me for this hour. I really did enjoy our conversation. And I'm glad to know that next time (laughs) I go to Europe, I can find some geeks and hang out. I'm excited Absolutely. to try that out. I'm so Absolutely. excited. I would love if you could keep me in the loop just a little bit and Absolutely. to know Absolutely. what's going on. I would love that so much. When the app is ready, I will send you a copy and oh. you should check it out. It would be great. You. Thank you. Awesome. That that would be that would be so cool. Uh, so yeah, anyone who's listening, of course, check out. Uh, uh, can you say it one more time? Because I'm sorry. It, no uh, problem. Find There we go. I had the tab open, but I got the tab lost. and I don't want to say the wrong thing. So find geekspots. No dot com check it out i'm on it right now it's actually really cool the way that you set it up i like it a lot so thank you yeah but thank you again for taking about an hour of your time speaking with me um thank you for your time danny i really loved it yeah do you have anything that you want to plug real quick uh a podcast or something like that because i want to say that you said you started one or that you yeah i have a podcast but it's in dutch so you know people probably can't even listen to it (laughs) (laughs) but thank you though yeah <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. This was honestly a pleasure. I love I love talking about video games and travel. So this was like my cup cool. of tea, if you will. Ah, cool. Which yeah. I, I love it. And yeah. Yeah, keep keep going what you're doing with your podcast. I really love listening to it. And I've also suggested to my friends, and oh, they you. love it too. So oh, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> oh, that's so so sweet of you. Awesome. Well, yeah. Of course, keep me in the loop again. And then. Uh, with your with your uh, your business and when this goes live I will send you a message on discord is discord still like a good thing easy thing yeah. for you okay so I'll send you a message Perfect. on discord uh, when it goes live and we'll go from there cool honestly uh, thank you so much this was this was great uh, <laughs> yeah I really appreciate it uh, I hope you have a good night and you know a great week and I'll yeah. uh, I'll keep in touch you too bye Daniel awesome bye bye thank you Dude, Joella, that was so cool. It, it was so encouraging to hear, you know, someone just kind of taking the initiative during this quarantine. There, there's so many people who have been like, uh, uh, like I don't want to do this. I, it's quarantine. I'm sad. No, she took the initiative. You're very smart too. There, there was a lot of wisdom that was that was built up. That was cool. That was fun. I enjoyed that talking about nerdy video game stuff and then speaking about travels and whatnot that was fun thank you so much joella i really did appreciate that i i I love that i loved our talk that was fun thank you for listening to this episode of across the pond if you feel this was something that deserved your time 
you really enjoyed it, or even if you really disliked it, please rate it however you see fit on whatever platform you're on. If you think you know someone that would love to be a guest on an episode, please send them my email address. That's acrossthepondpod01 at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. You can also connect with me on Twitter at KingServant. That's K-1-N-G-S-S-E-R-V-A-N-T. I want to thank Mark for making the logo for me and for the Black Couch label and solo artist Ollie H for making the music. And I want to thank you, the listener, for being here and giving this about an hour of your time. Really do appreciate it. Tune in next Sunday for another episode of Across the Pond.